Neat Stuff Podcast, Episode 9. All right, I got, I'm ready for con. I got my backpack full of food. I got the deodorant. I got the, the clear nail polish to really help the cosplayers out. I got the duct tape, can't forget to get the duct tape. And, oh, what, do I need anything else? What do you, what do you bring in? Did you remember to pack clothes? Oh, shoot. I'll get the other suitcase. All right, so clothes, I got that, okay. I got shirts. I got anime shirts, I got my special pants, I got my other special pants, my cat ears, my emergency set of pants. Okay, I got everything together. Oh, am I forgetting? I, I just feel like I'm forgetting something. What? Don't forget I... this. Oh, thanks. What is it? The Neat Stuff Podcast. Hey! So welcome, guys, to the Neat Stuff Podcast. My name Day is Devin. Four. Uh, my name is Devin. My name is Haley. And I'm Tyson. And we are down live at... Uh, sort of hanging out in a corner of gaming, it's just seeing people geeking out and having a great time. And we just seeing had Pokemon. I'm seeing Rock Band, some Smash Brothers, some Yu-Gi-Oh. We got a little bit of everything. Yeah. So uh, last episode we talked a bunch about what KomoriCon is, and this is kind of our our tales of the con and the adventures that we had in order to get for the last couple of days. That, you know, why we have the lack of sleep and <laughs> the sore feet and all the other stuff. So I think, Haley, what have you been up to at Con? Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, lots of panels. Panels are usually a uh, one of the things I really enjoy about cons. Um, partly because it's just nice to have um, that sort of discussion. And um, partly because um, I, I enjoy lectures at you know university and whatnot but this is like school if school was fun a lot more fun <laughs> and interesting and cool and immediately applicable yes definitely so what panels have you guys seen so far um well one of the panels that i really enjoyed was called um psychology 360 and um that was about um there was two two gals sisters who uh one of them uh, worked at a child psychology center. So she's, you know, she knows her stuff when it comes to psychology. And then we were taking uh, basic psychological methods and applying them to famous anime characters. So they were just using it as a discussion as a way to interpret anime characters, to kind of look at them through the lens of the psychiatrist or psychologist, but also in developing characters mm -hmm how you can use uh, the tools of psychiatric evaluation to kind of build the, the, the background for the character to go forward and kind of get, an, get a feel for the personality of a character that you might not have a lot of insight into yet. Um, so that could be, you know, they, they ascribed it for either, you know, if you're writing a fan fiction um, or if you're, um, you know, writing your own original work, it can work either way. Exactly. Cool. So that's one of the great things about KomoriCon is that we have a lot of content that's different than just, you know, we're going to sit around and talk about our favorite anime characters. Yay. We're actually going to go into some really deep, 
you know, high level stuff and have some really good discussions. Yeah, as someone who's really into web comics and comics in general, uh, I had a great time uh, both with the Sunny Straight. Uh, he is the voice actor for Krillin as well as the artist for the comic uh, We Shadows, uh, available on the web if you look it up. Um, and also the artist for uh, Modest Medusa, the writer and artist for Modest Medusa also had a panel as well as the writer for Dubious Company, another webcomic. And listening to them discuss storytelling and not just within the comic form, but the fiction form plus the art form plus the kind of the business side of comics plus, you know, Sonny Strait talking voice acting and drama there. Right. Really, really kind of gets you a lot of insight into, you know, creative work. That's a lot of fun. And it's just fun hanging out with them. I mean, Sonny Strait, uh, for his panel, there was a little sobby kid in the audience. Oh, yes. That was um, all kinds of adorable. Oh, so, so adorable. <laughs> so he's like, no, bring it up here. Bring it up here. Gets the kid up on stage. And it's like, now, talk, now, you were making noise, so talk into the mic. This kid can't be more than like two. Yeah. Kid's like one, maybe one and a half. Yeah, I'd assume like 15 months. Yeah, looking at the mic going with wide eyes, kind of, <laughs> what's going on? And so Sonny would make noise into it and then put the mic and he'd just kind of freak out and Sonny would make more noise and put it into it, do a Donald Duck impersonation and yeah. whatnot. But it, was, it was adorable. Do it, do it. You know you'll feel better if you do it. Yeah. <laughs> make noise. It'll make you feel better. But yeah, and and no. the parents were, the little boy's parents were just beaming. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's great because it's not just... Um, fandom geeking out it's it's also really nice if you're coming to it from a creative perspective like we were talking about um the author of um the author and artist of modest medusa was saying that uh there's 500 people that will be an audience for anything so any any work can have 500 fans and uh so the 500 fans of neat po- neat stuff podcast are listening right now i'm sure <laughs> but yeah. but that was really great because um you know oftentimes very yeah very encouraging yeah what's nice about our 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 guests are that they're very friendly to the to mm-hmm. the attendees they're very encouraging you know i've i've walked in of, of the voice acting panel and they said you know if you want to get into voice acting do it a lot of it is that it's confidence is key. I mean, if you sound if like if the, one of the biggest problems that they have is people who have really awesome voices, but they're just so quiet and you can't hear them. Yeah. And it's just their their tapes are terrible and they just don't get picked just because they don't have the confidence of doing something and just bringing in something and just even if it's bad, even if it gets rejected, it's just send it in and just be as confident and as loud as possible. Don't act like you're in your, you know, you're not trying to wake your parents next door or you're embarrassed or anything else because that'll come out in your voice. You just got to do it. And that's the thing. It's very, the nice thing about it is it's very personal. You really get to, you know, kind of get a feel for really the people who make the stuff that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, and also they're usually very encouraging in you building something of your own. Right. You know, Sunny Straits, you know, would say, you know, uh, every artist has 500 bad comic pages in them. Might as well get them out as quick as possible, you know. Or, but with the voice acting panel that I went to, you've got hours of practice ahead of you of just learning how to breathe. Might as well get that done now, you know. Tr- very encouraging everybody to express their own creativity, you know. Bec- 
though we are joined in kind of following a creative medium, be it animation, be it comics, be it fiction, whatever, costuming, everything that we, you know, all the panels and all the discussions around it are encouraging, pushing that creativity further and, you know, oh, pushing that creativity further and, uh, you know, really striving to push yourself to the highest end of what you can do. So, so yeah, I, it's definitely, the, I think the message of all the, all the guests and all of really anyone who says, if you want, if you're interested in drawing, pick up a pen or a pencil and start drawing. If you're interested in voice acting, pick up a mic and start talking, start, just start practicing, just start doing it. If you want to do, uh, if you want to become really good at, at costuming, get yourself a, a needle and thread and just go to town and just practice, 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 keep trying. Don't let the little things, the, the, the your quote-unquote failures knock you down. They're learning experiences. They will, they will make you better for it every time you, you, you know, every seamstress has a thousand bad costumes in, in them. If, you, if this is just a bad costume, it happens. Learn from it and move on. As uh, Ed and Al would say, a full metal alchemist, keep moving forward. <laughs> All right. So, so the panels were also good, but there's been some other um, fun activities. I mean, it's not just panels. There are games going on. They have like there was a murder mystery thing. There was there's, a Pokemon battle. That was that was great. Actually, I was able to pop in for the Pokemon battle. It was pretty straightforward. You'd have a two people out in cosplay in the middle of it, and they'd have two trainers behind them that would uh, do rock paper scissors. And whoever won would determine who gets to score a point this round. So then the two costume people would play out as if they're, you know, the person who's attacking would play out as their character attacking. The other one would play out as their character defending. It's fun little, you can pop in, watch it for five, ten minutes. It was just a lot of fun. What else did you uh, see? So what else did you see, Haley? Um, oh, let's see. So, um, uh, um. Uh, Non-panel-wise, um, there's there's always a lot of great stuff going on. Um, so, so it's more of uh, panels with act, like activity panels. Activity oh, panels. activity panels. Um, ballroom dancing. Yeah, uh, I heard. Uh, I did not attend the ballroom dancing panels, but I heard they were lining up so, around the doors. So, so the interesting thing about ballroom dancing, this is so since I do staff for this convention, I get to hear about of all the little crazy things that happen. I'm good relations with the Yojimbo, who are kind of the the con security, who do all the grunt work. Um, they work so hard. Yeah, just big quote, quick shout out that if you ever show up to you to Kamori Con and you see someone in uh, red Hayori with a radio that looks exhausted and <laughs> has been on their feet and are sort of falling over, go up to them and thank them for what they're doing because without them there would be no con. And they tell people to do stuff and they get in people's faces because they have to, it's their job, and it's to keep everyone safe. So just side note for all, for all my Yoji brothers out there, which I've done, I did for two years for this convention, it's thankless work, and any attendees, always thank your Yoji, because they are amazing. Yeah, the Yojis do amazing work here, and especially in the last few years, it's just been really, really solid. I have not seen any problems mm -hmm. as an attendee, uh, literally, there, it's been a really smooth con. There's been no issues with the staff that we've encountered this year. It's really, yeah. really good. Which is, which is a lot of work and perseverance. And, and swinging back around to the ballroom dance, th their skill and professionalism were great because we had every single ballroom dance panel was full. 
you know, every time learning how to do it, everyone was full. There was the line for the ballroom dance, like the Komori ball, was longer than I think it was the longest line we had ever. I mean, it was longer than main events or the opening ceremonies. It was longer than any of the other dances. It was longer than cosplay, all that stuff. I mean, the Komori ball was gigantic. And I think part of it was it's there were so many cosplayers. There's so many people dressed up. It was such a great event. Um, you know, we're just like, we're racking our brains trying to figure out how can we make it better, bigger, uh, more inclusive so more people could get it. Cause I, I, I could, I just looking at the line, I'm like, man, is like the entire attendee, like our, our, I don't say entire, but it's like our half the attendees of the entire convention here running around. It was intense and they were all pretty happy. Um, you know, unfortunately some of them didn't get in, but I think it was a great experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely lots to do. Um, there's also, uh, things like, uh, tabletop gaming, like we mentioned before and computer gaming, uh, they have ter- tournaments and such for, for Super Smash Brothers and other fighting games. Yeah, they had a they have a LAN room, which is a lot of fun, where they have a couple of computers, about, what, six computers, yeah, six all network computers, computer. Yeah. You go in for an hour and get a bunch of friends and play and whatnot. Actually, one of the things we had a great time doing is we were able to reserve the room late last night. So this is, you know, we're... Most of us have had maybe eight hours, maybe ten hours of sleep in the last two to three days. I had, what is it, four hours of sleep? The night before, the yeah. The night before, yeah. And so we played Artemis. If you're not familiar with this... did we talk about this in a previous episode? Yeah, I think we are, but it, we discovered after playing it that, you know, ostensibly it's like Star Trek where you have, you know, all the bridge officers. However, as we started playing, it turned to be a lot more like, well, Galaxy Quest. I think the green blinking dot is us... I think that red blinking dot that's coming real fast at us might be a missile. We might want to put up shields. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh. It's like, why are we out of energy? Dude, you've had the shields on. Why is all of our energy on warp drive? We are turning. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, so, there was a bit of a learning curve getting it, forward. But the thing is, is that even with the learning curve, it was still fun. It like, was a lot of fun. We, we were yelling at each other. It was crazy. We, we got organized. We, we sort of found our roles... Um, I found our rhythm. I fortunately was able to be captain for a bit, so I did. I learned my role immediately of tell everybody what to do, which is I'm really good at doing. <laughs> um, I don't need to learn how to fiddle around with all the other stuff. So I don't. I don't know how hard it is to engineering. I think, uh, or, or oh, science God. or other stuff. I can just yell at people to do it and let them figure it out. And and what's interesting is that they have um, going back to it. They have the different stations. Like weapons can be kind of boring if you're not fighting a bunch and. But Helm is always interesting. Science is always interesting. Ener- uh, engineering, I mean, you just you just shut out the rest of the world. <laughs> you want to talk about? Yeah, en- engineering was a lot of fun. I got to do that. Also, actually, surprisingly, comms. As soon as you start getting a lot of things on the screen, you really a really good comm officer. Really good. I mean, they've got. It's cool because it's got not just you know you're contacting your space stations to have them build equipment. You're contacting other ships to help you defend the space stations. You're contacting your transports, trying to keep them away from the enemy ships and keep them from falling into black holes. Right, yeah, it was great. So there's one of the modes. Is Turn the transport. It's falling into a black hole. Hold on. They're not responding. <laughs> uh, it's gone dark, sir. Uh, wait, 
Is is that space station falling into? It's falling into a black hole, isn't uh, it? Oh shit! <laughs> it's like what? We lost one. No. Um, and I know Tyson had a lot of fun with Artemis um, because I was in the manga library next door. And, um, you know, so it's quiet time in the manga library. And um, I'm, it's, it's, go, it's go, midnight 30. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I'm sitting there, you know, reading some Blade of the Immortal and everybody's like really intensely reading. And then uh, Tyson comes to the doorway and just goes, so my God! And everybody simultaneously, at least 20, if not more people, just up. simultaneously turn towards him and go, shh. <laughs> it was so funny. It was a wall of shh. Yes. It's like you went to a librarian co convention and just came in and started going, hey, everybody. It, oh. it totally was. I laughed so hard. It was <laughs> like everybody in the manga library used shh, and it was super effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was I've probably, you know, because as a staff member, I run around on all these crazy adventures. Um, this year, it, it was nice to have some fun. And this year was much more crazier than most because um so that's impressive for you <laughs> yeah um i actually got some fun which is kind of cool but Yay! uh there's a couple things that i did that really kind of were like the highlights of my con so we we had friday everything was set up everything was wonderful we got we came back yeah everything was wonderful we had we were ahead of schedule. Main events was set up. Lights were good. Sound was good. Seating was everything. We had everything figured out. We go to bed. We come back the next day, and the and one of the channels of the mixers don't work. Oh no! So we have this nice big Mackie thirty-two channel mixer. You know, one of those thousand-dollar mixers. Yeah, the the really big ones that are usually in the middle of uh, the uh, the well concerts, and then um, there's always a mixer on any of the panel tables too, and they're just like this big boxy thing but they do amazing things yeah to make it sure that everyone can hear what's going on uh and this mixer was starting to go bad and we're like oh my god this is a problem this is a problem this is a problem okay so we went and we looked okay how much is it to rent a mixer four hundred dollars a day uh no because we needed to get we couldn't just get little chintzy mixers we needed you know a 32 channel mixer no one had anything that they could deliver to you know today essentially so i i got i had the privilege of taking the assistant treasurer to Clackamas to spend $2,000 on a brand new, uh, I don't remember if it's Allen and Heath or Heath and Allen, because one of them's a furniture company, the other one's a mixer. Uh, a brand new uh, mixer, you know, has like 36 channels. It's this beautiful, beautiful mixer. And like, I get it back to the, you know, we, we go, we get, we bring it back to the sound guy. And the sound guy's just like, he comes back to me after he set it up and do it. He's like, this is such a beautiful mixer. I, I love this mixer so much. Oh, oh yeah, this is great. Oh, he, he met his con crush. Yeah, that is his con crush. He will continue to be your sound guy just so he can play with the mixer. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, you know, and that was what's really cool is that, you know, as staff, you have like what's really what I love and why I think Morikon is so good is that we have a great uh, board of directors. We have a great management upper management group uh you know i'm always talking to the head yogis and they're awesome i'm talking the publicity and relations and all that stuff and they're all really good but it was great so i got to go go i get to go tromp it up talk to my uh director and say okay 
Bad news is that our mixer is on the fritz. Um, we can probably we can probably limp our way through it because it was a high quality mixers and when they die they, they kind of slowly die and fade away and you're still you can you kind of can you can sort of push out their life for a bit and make it work. Um, but we talked to her and she's like, "Oh man, how much is it gonna cost?" Well, two thousand dollars and she's like, "All right." I, like let's go talk to some of the other directors so i got like i got to have like a little powwow with a bunch of the like top level directors Ooh, you were with the company i eh? know i was i was up with like the con chair director of operations <laughs> and programming we sit down we're like figuring everything out and they're like okay i think we can do this um we have we have the money to do it we can do it we need it that stuff and my director went around and just talked to every other director got it taken care of and I got the green light, and I went to Clackamas, and it was really awesome. So guess what's across from the Guitar Center in Clackamas? Oh, gosh, what? A sweet tomato. Guess what I had <laughs> on, on oh, my Oh, you lucky bastard. So guess what I had? I had probably the best meal you could <laughs> possibly have at a convention. Oh, my god! All weekend. We need to find a convention center that's near a sweet tomato. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, because that's the thing, big thing with conventions is food. What do you eat? Like, I've had mm-hmm. burgers. I've had pizza. I've had sandwiches. And I'm so glad I grabbed a couple apples on way out because, like, that was breakfast a couple days. Mm-hmm. What have you guys been doing for food? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's a really good t- – there's an okay Thai place in the area. We were able to get some stuff there. Um uh, trail mix is always good. Um, yeah, I made a big bag of trail mix of n- various nuts with some caramel chips and some chocolate chips, which is yeah. good. And that's really good. That can keep you going a long time. Although you don't want to eat too much at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we've been carrying around, you know, an apple a day sort of thing. Uh, some string cheese. String cheese travels really well. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really need to stay cold all day and still be good. And it's not crackly and noisy if you want to pull it out during a panel. It's not going to bother anybody. The Asian sort of crackery sort of mix stuff, that's kind of crunchy and it's kind of rude to do that in the middle of a panel. But, you know, uh, Triscuits are also really good, really good, really filling. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so there's been a lot of adventures all around. We had a bunch of things. Um, so what did you, did you guys do any of the 18 and over stuff? Yes. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Every Every day. day. And we could do this every day. day. Uh, And that that was spoken by a a very accurate Kampachi cosplayer. And, uh, he just did this wonderful little femi voice because femi, oh, he was playing crazy. the female part. Yeah, and, little sis. Oh uh, my gosh. So every day. We show, one of the panels that we went to that was the 18 and over was the um, hentai oki, <laughs> where they uh, take choice and you know choice in air quotes clips out of various hentai and um, uh, unlicensed hentai uh, yeah, specifically. specifically. Um, but clips out of them, play them on a big screen, t- take away the audio, and have two people up on mics dubbing over it as they go. And right. every day. <laughs> that it, was it, definitely it one was of a, the best that ones. That was one of the best ones. It's, it is a mixed bag. Some of the mm-hmm. people, one of the persons kind of went up and did a, a, a Big Mac impression. Just, yep, nope. But didn't, you know, they could have done it better with the screen they just kind of froze a little bit and got nervous yeah but yeah no it was it was a lot of fun it was mm-hmm. the first time they ran that panel i hope they do it again next year because right. especially now that they've learned stuff to do right. um i think 
you know, editing the video down and just getting all the clips together. So they don't, part of the problem was they had to kind of go searching through the, the whole thing. It was very put together the last minute sort of thing, but I think now that they've done it, they'll be able to clean it up. And that's what I like about KomoraCon is someone does a panel and the first year, if it's good, it's rough, mm-hmm. but the next year it's better. Yeah. You know, it's, there, there's definitely, a, people here are willing to try something new year after year, you know, uh, remix, rebuild, start again. Right. And um, I I was really, um, although it was a little rough, I was really impressed with that panel because um, the gal who was running it, um, that was her first panel ever. And she said that she was inspired by the fact that um, there's, I mean, because there's usually always a few 18 plus panels here at KamoraCon, one of the other little fun things about it. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she said she was inspired to do that panel because um, she'd already seen people, you know, going to the regular uh, Yahweh or hentai panels and doing uh, callbacks to the screen. So she figured, you know, why not put a karaoke twist on that? And um, it it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the interesting thing is that, you know, they do have adult content in there, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it, it's, it, it's not like if you can get past kind of the ooh gross factor, it's really <laughs> hilarious because we had, uh, you know, it, that we had a uh, a panel that um, I was sent on assignment. Like I stay, I as a rule, I stay out of the eighteen plus panels. Like I, I'm not, I'm not that into that kind of stuff, and I'm sure it could be hilarious. But um, so part of this whole thing with this whole mixer thing that I had to do, I I incur- incurred a massive karmic debt to my director because. You know, they backed me up. She backed me up the entire time and really made it to where we could actually have this brand new mixer that we love so very much. <laughs> so so part of payback for that was to grab the video camera and run down to the panel where they're doing the Yahweh reading, <laughs> where it was his her assistant uh, programming dr- director, so the assistant to programming director, um, one of the head yojis, or no, two of the head yojis. So these guys sit down and they had like a yaoi reading where it was basically like Solid Snake sort of seducing this uh, this very airy, uh, just like very f- effeminate girl. And it's like you watch them on stage and it's, it's while it is, they are doing the quote unquote sex scene. It's just so hilarious the way they're going through it. And the reading was really funny. And if, if, you know, it was a little scarring and I'm looking (laughs) back of it with a little bit rose tinted glasses because it was so horrible. And I took a really long shower afterwards. But But I think part of the one of the things I like about Kamorakan is that it the the over 18 panels aren't (laughs) boobies. You know, they try and really make them funny and fun they're either light and funny with callbacks and snark or sometimes they're serious and really kind of evaluating what's going on and really kind of looking at it with a very critical eye i mean you know there's a couple of panels that do that with the over 18 stuff that really just kind of look at and you know so that's one of the reasons i really enjoy the over 18 panels is that they you know it's not a bunch of creepy creepers all just kind of watching in the dark silently all share you know as you know clothes explode off and tentacles go flying by or whatever no it's you know we're trying to make this a fun 
humorous commun you know communal experience? Um, I know that really, uh, as as an anime fan and and uh, as, as a fan of um, such things, um, really the plus eighteen stuff was some of the only like you know kind of graphic sexy stuff I'd ever seen, and by making it kind of you know funny and having some fun with it and whatnot um it it made me a, a lot more comfortable to you know check out stuff like that so yeah. it's you know it's kind of a a nice way you know to um explore something like that without you know feeling like a creeper sitting alone in your basement in the dark you know yeah. sort so of there's like, so much anime out there that it's it's really like this is sort of like the swap meet of anime where we talk stories, ask what you're watching, what I'm watching, what have you seen, what have everyone else seen. And one of the really cool panels out there is the anime that scarred me for life. Oh yes, and that is actually a panel that's run by the con chair this year. Um, and he he likes it because he goes in and it's it's a place it's a safe place for people to say I've seen some really bad anime. And like to not or to warn some or to give other people watch lists yeah. and really talk about it and just get those get, get those feelings out for those anime that you're like, this kind of was weird and strange. And I feel kind of ashamed for watching watching it. But let's just let's go out and, and just clear the air and get it off my chest and give me a time, a place to express those feelings so I can move on to other better anime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and let's, you know. A lot of this is about, uh, you know, really kind of clearing the air, really having, you know, not being judgmental of what people like or dislike or whatnot. I mean, sure, we're all fans. We all have our favorite pairings or ships or shows or whatnot. And, you know, unfortunately, there are a couple of panels where it is that sort of, you know, my favorite thing against your favorite thing. And then there's, you know, judgment and judgmentalism and whatnot. That, that happens, and it's, uh, you know, those panels are annoying. But, you know, some people enjoy that. But for the most part, it's not about, you know, my character is better than your character, or my show is better than, my, the show I like is better than the show you like. It's very much about, I like this thing. What do you like? Can I like it too? Uh, so sort of as a um, addition to that point of the... Um, you know, uh, discussing discussing an anime and its merits, or, or a manga and its merits, um, and you know, finding new anime and manga um, through other people and and discussing such things. Um, kind of in that vein, uh, there's been two debate panels uh, this uh, con, and I, I've been to both of them, and. Um, although this is our Tyson and I's fifth con, I believe, um, the uh, it, it's um, it's the first time I've been to one of the or both of the uh, debate panels. I haven't experienced one of those before, and it was really nice because um, the people who were um, moderating said panels they both kind of did the disclaimer to begin with of you know this is a debate not a bashing you know do not um, if you start getting too heavy on you know the flaws of, of one versus another we're just going to stop right there you know um, but let's discuss. And so we, the way they, they framed it was usually you'd get up there for a, a minute or two, um, think about what you were going to debate, and then um, 
uh, go ahead and debate it for about the same length of time. And then uh, people would vote which one that which argument they thought was the most um, persuasive. And uh, but in both of those panels, it it didn't get snarky. It didn't get mean. Um, somebody would bring up a topic and you know, people would be nodding about stuff they're saying about both. Um, for instance, uh, I was in the uh, one of the debate panels, uh, Fight for Your OTP, which was uh, fun. And uh, one of the, uh, when I went up, I was going to, it was, uh, you know, um, tell us about, you know, persuade us about how awesome your favorite canon, uh, meaning, you know, in the actual official story, pairing and um, you know convince us and so <laughs> I went up and talked about uh, the OTP pairing one true pairing that I like the best right now that's actually part of a story and that was Guts and Casca and I totally wasn't expecting it to really go anywhere because by now the anime itself is about 20 years old and so is the manga so it's older than a lot of the people who are attending <laughs> um, which is saying something uh, and then the the gal who is next to me um, was debating the pairing of uh, Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. So I thought, okay, this is going to be a pretty concluded thing because so many people, their first anime, uh, or at least from our generation, their first anime was Sailor Moon. Um, but I actually pulled it through for Guts and Casca, which oh was gosh. impressive. I have no idea how I did that. Well, because <laughs> Tuxedo Mask is kind of the, the guy who's like, I'm just going to be over here and <laughs> swoop in at the last moment and make you love me just because I'm I, I'm like a contrived kind of right. Like I set up the situation to come in and save you. <laughs> and and Guts and uh, and what was it? What's the other? Oscar? Guts, Guts and Casca. Guts yeah. and Casca is a completely different relationship. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I don't want to say I don't know if it's healthier for both of them because it's kind of a violent show. Yeah. But. I think it's I think it's a lot more in, I think it's a lot more intense and true. Yeah, I would say um, it's actually. Okay, uh, sorry, we got uh, some calls out for the uh, turn basing, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I would say um, with Guts and Casca, it it is a good a really good example of a uh, a healthy relationship in a. Um, anime and manga. Um, also, that might have something to do with the fact that it's a seinen, which yeah. tends to deal with some more adult themes. Um, and it's one or of not. the surprising one that's really built on respect and mutual yes. trust, and yes. you know, and, and really knowing got, the other person. Yeah, which you know, I love anime, but oftentimes, a lot of the times, the relationships very much frustrate me because they are oftentimes built on miscommunication yes. or you know distrust of each other or just not respecting each other well, and you know it's understandable because there's a within the cultural bounds there's only so much you know because Japan does have a very a fairly strict culture and has very you know sort of uh, strictish sort of structure on the culture you know it, it's easy to kind of lose track of the personal element on that. Um, so really, just to bring that back around and wrap it up a bit, because that might have gotten a bit off topic there. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, just sort of wrap that point up. 
it, it was really great to have the discussion, and I learned a lot about uh, some animes that I didn't know as much about. And um, it was a really fun, you know, um, I don't want to say academic, but a really fun, thought, thoughtful way to discuss um, story and um, stories in the format that we're all here to enjoy. So. Yeah, and and it's definitely if you if you have if you if you didn't come and come out to KomoriCon this year, it's gonna come back next year. It's gonna be even better. Where it's just it's at a place. And there's people who are really, really good, who are very supportive. And if you're in the area, I highly recommend that you come on out. And especially if you're not all that familiar or into anime or manga, it's a very good thing to come out. Because one of the best things about this is that, you know, you walk down the halls or the street and you see someone in a costume. And if you ask what show they're from, they're like, hey, this is this great show. You know, you go to the, AM, the, the music video panel and you get to see clips from all of these shows being put into a very, you know, pleasurable thing. There's a reason why, you know, I bought the Bacano box set completely off of the strength of a couple of AMVs I saw last year. I mean, I haven't, you know, I hadn't seen the show. I'd just seen some clips of it that people had made into music videos. You know, the viewing rooms are there, so you can just browse through, go in, you know, catch a bit of a new series. I watched a show about making bread in a medieval village like that was the, the no no real magic i mean there's elves in the woods and you know the big conflict of one of the episodes was a big storm and it wasn't that people were getting hurt no the, the biggest conflict in the big storm plot was a little girl was home alone while her mom was off work, you know trying to save the orchards from the you know protect the orchards from the storm i mean it's just there is so much stuff out there. It's such a breadth of content. It's really easy to get discouraged and to get, you know, to see the wall of all of the different series, you know, all of, you know, and this is a really good place to kind of go in and experience them and kind of find what you like. Uh, the manga library is something that they have here where you can just sit down for a few hours and read the first book of a dozen series and find out, you know, I sat there, I... When I had to have gone through maybe a dozen different first books of series, I found two that I'm going to start following now. You know, it's just, and I don't have to expend the m money or a lot of time or have to go searching for them or whatnot. I just sit down, take a look, nope, move on. Um, so another point that I, I really feel like um, in order to, to get the whole gambit of, of you know, anime convention, but also specifically Komoricon, is um, the, uh, um, the, the opportunities that are available um, and the things that you can pursue by coming to an event like this. Um, it, you know, if you're really interested in uh, acting, um, specifically voice acting, you can come here and um, receive some lessons. You can come here and learn about what it would take to enter su such a profession. You could even, um, you know, m meet people that might offer you an experience in that vocation, um, which is amazing. And um, from s uh, the perspective of somebody who is a, a writer or an artist, also an amazing place to get your feet wet, basically. Yeah. The, um, the attendees at KomoriCon are probably some of the friendliest attendees you'll ever find. They're all very nice people. It's very safe. 
they they want you to have fun they want to have fun with you definitely they want to be your friend you just don't neither one of you just realize it yet every day yay so with that uh we have we have to get back i have to get back to work there's some panels that tyson and Haley have to get well i've got to go to the avatar photo shoot because i'm here as a swamp bender foggy bottom style yo we have to wrap this compact uh, episode of the neat stuff podcast so from the neat stuff crew my name is devin i'm tyson and i'm Haley. And we will see you guys next week when we've had some sleep. Yay, come to Macomoricon. Sleep. The bed, it calls me. It's true. See you later, guys. This is a public service announcement from the Neat Stuff Con coordinators. The three, two, one rule. Three hours of sleep minimum, at least two full meals a day, and at least one shower a day. Thank you, and enjoy your con. And may the odds ever be in your favor. (laughs) Yes, we're good.